Welcome, Aboim. Welcome, everybody, to our weekly Torah podcast. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayera. This podcast is dedicated in the memory of Mr. Herschel Ben David Harold Pasternak, father of our good friend Michael Pasternak. The Torah tells us in this week's portion one of the most famous stories in the Torah, perhaps the story of the Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac. That says, "Well, Kim Nisas Avraham," that the Almighty tested Avraham. Now the rabbis tell us in Pirkei Avos, ethics to the fathers, Basor Nisyonos Nisnas Avraham Avinu, that our forefather Avraham actually was challenged with ten different Nisyonos, ten different tests. The Keda, according to some of the early commentaries, was actually the tenth of the tests. But what does it mean exactly that Hashem tested Avraham? What exactly is the purpose of a test? Generally, we understand the idea of a test is, let's say a teacher, for example, tests the students because he wants to know what the students know. He wants to be able to gauge their knowledge. Do they pick up the information? Do they understand it well? Are they able to express it well? But that doesn't make any sense over here because the Almighty certainly knows what we're capable of, what we've amassed, what we've accomplished, etc. There's no need for him to be able to test us to be able to find that out. Indeed, the Ramban tells a little bit of a different understanding. He said the purpose of Hashem's tests are not really to gauge our under what we're capable of doing, what we've done, but it's to allow us to be able to actualize our potential, to bring our potential, to realize our potential. What that means to say is that when a person faces a challenge, that pushes us and pushes us to accomplish higher goals higher standards. And it's only by those challenges that we're able to accomplish those achievements. Then Ban adds, that's why Shem doesn't bother testing the wicked people, because since he knows they're not going to bother overcoming the challenges anyway, it doesn't serve any purpose. There's no need for it at all. So it comes out, the the test and the challenge is not really for Hashem's sake as much as it is for man's sake. It's to allow us to be able to fulfill our potential. This fits in very nicely with understanding the Hebrew word nisayon is very closely related to the word nes, as a kabet, like we say in, in one of the davenings in, in Amida. Please lift the banner to be able to gather or spread out together. Nes is like a banner. A banner is something that you post, that you, you post, you pick up in order to be able to publicize, to show something publicly. That, too, is the idea over here, that the Almighty gave us the mitz, the idea, the challenge, the test, in order to be able to bring out, to open that which was dormant, that which was still only in potential. That's the purpose and the concept of Nisai and the challenge. So this, this allows us to understand several things. First of all, for example, the rabbis tell us, regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, that Hashem only gives leadership to somebody who's been tested beforehand. Like, for example, Medrash tells us regarding Moshe that Moshe was a shepherd in his father-in-law's flocks, and one time, one of the little, a little lamb from the flock ran away. And Moshe ran after the lamb, and he ran and ran to find the lamb came to a little brook of water and started drinking thirstily from the water. Moshe said, oh my goodness, I didn't realize you must have been so thirsty. So he picked up the lamb and carried it back to his father-in-law's house. By showing that he had compassion on animals, the Almighty said, now I feel I can entrust him with human beings also. And indeed, we find many people, 
many of the leaders were entrusted with animals before they were entrusted with leadership of human beings. Yosef, Moshe, David were all shepherds because Hashem wanted to test them out to see if they had the compassion before they would be able to take people. Again, obviously Hashem knew whether they had compassion or they didn't have compassion. But by practicing that compassion in animals, they were able to further develop that sensitivity towards others, including human beings too. That too is the concept, therefore, of a test, of a challenge. However, this is a little bit difficult to understand. Based on this, if the whole purpose of the challenge is to allow us to be able to, be able to bring out a potential, it would stand to reason that a person should never be given a challenge that's too difficult. And indeed, we're always told the idea that a person is not given a challenge that he can't overcome. But the reality is it doesn't always seem like that. Many times we seem to see people that indeed face challenges that are impossible to overcome. Sometimes there are people, literally, they crack under the pressure of the challenge. They can't handle it. It seems, what's the purpose then? What's the purpose of the challenge if they're not going to be able to accomplish anything at all, if they can't overcome the challenge? It's a difficult, difficult question. My Rebbe Volba suggested an interesting idea, that in reality, the Almighty does not give a person a challenge that he is unable to overcome. It's just that sometimes man makes poor choices. And by making poor choices, he put himself into situations that create challenges that indeed may very, may very well be difficult and impossible even to overcome. But that's not the Almighty's choices. That's not the Almighty's challenge. That's the challenge that we've created for ourselves because of poor choices that we might have made. With this principle, Revolva Faith explains a very simple idea, a difficult contradiction actually, that in some places we see that we pray in the morning, we ask the Almighty, please don't bring us to challenge. Please don't bring us to difficult challenges. Now the question is, if the purpose of the challenge is to allow us to grow and to help us out, why should we want a challenge? It would make no sense for a student to say, I don't want any exams, I don't want any tests. Ultimately, the tests and the challenges are for the student's own benefit. So if we're saying that's for our benefit also, why indeed do we ask the Almighty not to give us any challenges? The answer is that there are two different types of challenges. The challenges that Hashem gives us help us grow. And indeed, those are beneficial. On the other hand, there are challenges that we bring about ourselves. Those challenges oftentimes serve no function whatsoever. Those are the type of challenges we ask Hashem to please spare us. Spare us from the challenges that we've created, unfortunately, due to our own poor choices. Perhaps we can, this we can understand an idea also in the Torah regarding the concept of the Afas Torah. The Afas Torah is the beautiful non-Jewish woman in captivity. The Torah, under certain circumstances, allows the Jewish soldier to be able to marry. The Talmud explains the reason for this is because and under the circumstances, going out to war and getting involved in different types of activities that are normal circumstances would be, would be wrong to do, it's possible that a person facing the temptation would not be able to overcome the temptation, would not be able to overcome the challenge. And therefore, the Almighty says, and the Torah says, let this man marry this woman permissibly in order they not marry her under prohibited circumstances. Now, the implication of the word, other words is that the Almighty says, 
if Torah is telling us, if Hashem would not permit this situation, it would be impossible for the person to be able to overcome. Now again, if that's the case, why would Hashem create that situation if it's impossible for the person to be able to overcome? Furthermore, the Medrash tells us that a person does marry a fast Torah, there are consequences. She'll bear him a child, it'll be a rebellious child. Now why should the person suffer for something that was beyond his control? It doesn't make any sense. If he couldn't control himself, how could he be punished for it? The answer is, though, it's because these are the results of choices that he's already made. When he went out to war, perhaps he was not as careful as he could have been, opening himself up to temptations, opening himself up to difficulties that indeed might be too difficult for him to be able to overcome. And for that reason, there are consequences. We find a similar idea the Medrash tells us regarding David and Bathsheba. The famous story that the prophets told in the Navi that David and Melech was sinned with, this, with Bathsheba. He saw the beautiful woman, Bathsheba, and he was unable to control himself. And he, you know, first he, 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 he had her come to him, and then later on he sent her husband to war, to be killed in war and battle, for, so he could take her as a, as a wife for himself. He regretted his actions later on. But the, the fascinating Medrash, and the Gemara tells us similar, the Gemara tells us that a person should be careful never to ask for a challenge. For David asked for such a challenge, and he failed it. David said, Hashem, why do they say in their prayers the God of Avram, the God of Yitzchak, and the God of Yaakov? Why don't they say the God of David also? And Hashem tells David, the reason is because the forefathers proved themselves to me. They faced challenges, and they overcame those challenges, and that's why, that's why they got their names special mention, so to say. So David said, Hashem, test me also that I can prove myself. Hashem says, I don't, didn't test you because for a purpose, I didn't think you'd be able to overcome it. I only test those that I feel they can accomplish something. David says, no, test me anyway, and you'll see I can do that. So David, Hashem tells them, okay, I'll test you, but I'll even more than that. The forefathers, I didn't tell them what the test is going to be. You, I'm going to tell you exactly. Your test will be facing a prohibited relationship with a woman. Immediately after that, the posse tells us, it was towards evening, David rose, and he saw a woman bathing from upon the roof, roof, and he went and he sent for the woman to come to him. And they told him, this is Bathsheba, daughter of Elam, the wife Uriahiti, etc., and that's that's that and anti sinned. So later, the Medrash tells us David said, "If only I had had a muzzle in my mouth, I wouldn't have asked to be tested in the first place." So Gamora is certainly clearly telling us this distinction. There's a difference between the tests of the forefathers and the tests of David. The test that Avram faced, even the test of the Akeda, which seems so difficult to be able to comprehend, that was a test the Almighty gave to Avram. And because Hashem gave it to Avram, that means to say he was capable of overcoming the challenge. He could have overcome the challenge had he put forth the effort. And indeed, he did. And once he was willing to bring a son as a sacrifice, Hashem tells him, I don't want you to bring my sacrifice. That's sufficient. That's all he wanted was to see if you're able to do it, if you're willing to be able to go along with it. And that accomplished tremendously great things for Avram. On the other hand, David and Melech, King David's challenge, was something that he asked for. That was a mistake. Certainly, we grow through challenges, but those are only from the challenges that the Almighty gives us. When we ask to be challenged, 
perhaps we might be delivered a challenge that we're not able to overcome. We might be given a type of a challenge that would be too difficult for us to be able to overcome. And that's indeed what happened with King David. David and Melech had this challenge, and it was given to him this challenge, and unfortunately he failed the challenge because that wasn't intended for him. That wasn't the challenge that was intended for, for David and Melech. There are good challenges and there are bad challenges. And we pray as we say every single day in our prayers. We ask Hashem to please give us the fortitude to be able to ask, to be able to face the right type of challenges. The challenges the Almighty gives us, give us the strength to be able to overcome those challenges, to be able to pass those challenges. On the other hand, we ask Hashem to be spared from challenges that come about as a result of choices that we make. Indeed, it's like that all the time. A person, for example, may make a choice to, to move to a certain area. And that area faces insurmountable challenges. Okay, well, that the truth is, if he wouldn't have been in that area, though, he wouldn't have had to face those challenges. And therefore, you know, the challenges, unfortunately, could be, could be detrimental to him. The alcoholic, for example, even if alcohol, alcoholism might be a disease, and therefore, on some level, the person's incapable of being able to control himself. But nevertheless, there's still an accountability for the initial decision, the initial choice to perhaps imbibe an alcohol. Maybe after that, it may have spun out of control to the extent that he was incapable of controlling himself. But there's still an accountability for the choice that was made initially. Those are the type of challenges that we ask Hashem to be able to protect us from, to avoid those type of challenges. We learn a lot from the challenges of the forefathers. Pirkei tells us that Avram test, was tested with 10 different challenges and he gave the fortitude to his children, to his descendants, to be able to overcome the challenges that the Almighty sends our way. When we take, when we, when we take the strength that we've received from our forefather, then indeed those challenges will help us grow and ultimately we'll be able to accomplish great things through that. Have a great week, everybody, and a good Shabbos. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.